Alright, so, fuck yes, welcome to After Time. With me, as always, is Jonathan Harson. That would be me. Emily Blake. That would be me. And still nobody else, because they just can't be here. But one of them did write a review for the movie, which I'll read. Get to that I'm guessing that was Chewy. It was definitely Chewy. She just sent it to me via text, so, so we'll count That it. is on brand. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have a special guest back from Geostorm, the Geostorm. classic. <laughs> we have Beth Hanley here. Hi. Or do you prefer Elizabeth Hanley? Either. I'll okay. answer to just about anything. I don't know if it's like a professional, like I need to be known by this name. No, I okay. don't care. Well, I'm leaving all that wonderfulness in. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> what we call quality podcasting. Um, so we're still in horror month here. We are trudging, trudging along as if we've been stalked by a murderer, um, which is actually more apt to this movie than any of the other movies we've talked about in our horror month. Um, this week we're talking about Tragedy Girls, but we'll get there after we do a nice Where Have You Been Doing? And I can go first, and I will keep this as short as humanly possible because I can talk about this for hours. I've become so obsessed with it along with the rest of the world, and I'm really late to the game. Great British Bake Off. Uh, it is so fucking good, and I don't even know how to describe why it's so good, because I don't like reality TV. I don't like getting sucked in like these people who are like, real people, and it's like, no, you're fucking not. And like this like fake arguments, and all this, like, I, I, just, I don't like reality TV because I don't like the branding of reality, because it's just not. Mm-hmm. Um they're basically just game shows, and that's always can like my thing is like, all right, just call it a game show because that's what it, like Survivor is a game show. It's not reality TV. There's a prize at the fucking end. It's a game show. Um, well, I think that's why Survivor can last as long because they have kind of embraced that they are yeah, a game show. Exactly. Like we are a social game show, and that's yeah. what we are. And the thing I like about Great British Bake Off and why I'll try to keep this short is because it's just a nice show. Like they don't encourage being mean to each other. They don't encourage fucking each other over or getting drunk to be on the air like certain shows I won't mention because. That's not a good idea. Um, but, like, they do a lot of, like, like they encourage people to be nice to each other. Like, when you have, like, one baker who's, like, really struggling. She's like, I don't know how I'm going to get this done. And the other guy will turn around and like, well, I'll just put mine in the oven. I got 20 minutes. Do you need some help? And you'll see them helping each other. It's like, That's this cool. is awesome. It's, it's do, it does the, the and five it's, minutes. Yeah. Actually. And it's just like, you guys are just so British and fucking polite. And it's just like. <laughs> well, I think that's it. Because yeah. out of the five minutes I've seen, everything was so anti-reality TV. Yeah. Every decision they made aesthetically. It's just like eventually somebody does get voted off every episode, but it's not like you're no longer fit to be on this thing. It's like, sorry, we just don't have You've been chopped. It's more like you didn't do well enough and everyone else did so good. You all did so really good. Yeah. And it's like, and the first thing is like, sorry, you're not on the show anymore. And then they run over and give them like a big hug and everybody's crying. And it's, and then at the end, like they go to the judges, like, we're so sad we had to get rid of them because they're such good bakers. We just don't have space for them anymore. And it's like, I love this show. Like, I am oh, wow. so into this. This is like, normally I, I put the TV on while I'm sewing. Yeah. And normally I just put on MSNBC. But lately I just want to murder everything by the time I'm like making the costume. I'm just Makes like stabbing fabric. <laughs> uh, this sounds like a great alternative to yeah. that. Like, I don't think I'll be as enraged and watching it. Honestly, that's why I got into it because it was. I started watching it when all the Kavanaugh bullshit started, and I'm like, I was watching American Horror Story. I'm like, I just need something nice in my life. And everyone told me this one was nice. And there's, I think, six seasons on Netflix, and I blew through five of them in like four days. Oh wow! Whoa! And now I just have the other one. Just like I can't watch it because if I watch it, it'll be over. <laughs> so I just, <laughs> I'll just save that one for a little while. Are you gonna look into BritBox? Uh, I actually, I, I don't know. I just got BritBox. All Is the it Doctor worth it? Who's are the, well, I'm only watching Doctor Who. On okay, it, but yeah, it's got almost, it's got most of them, most of the Doctor Who's. And suppose I think it has Red Dwarf. It has. Other stuff, but I've really just been watching it for Doctor Who. Okay, but I, it's I, it's only like six ninety nine a month. So I didn't think it was a lot. I, I'm thinking about it. I don't yeah. know. 
I'll just I'll, I'll let you know what else is there. Yeah, because I, I just got the DC Universe because I'm that guy, and uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if I can buy another streaming service on top of that one. I will say this. It's not my way of even doing, but watching Linda Carter's Wonder Woman again has been like the joy of my life lately because it's like, she was so fucking good. This show so was good. awesome. Her body is in, it's ridiculous. It's still ridiculous. Perfect. Like it's, Yeah. That woman is incredible. Fucking Linda Carter, man. Uh, that's it for me, though. I watched a Chinese film called Golden Job, and... Goldman job? Golden Gold. Goldman. It's a Chinese Jewish movie. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> golden <laughs> job. Um, and not the golden job, just golden job. Um, it is apparently these dudes uh, back in the Hong Kong action era, just the tail end of it, there were these these guys who um, were in all these little heist movies together. And then China took back over Hong Kong and censorship came in. And so now they don't really make those movies anymore. So this was kind of a throwback. It was still censored all to hell. But um, it was very much an action movie uh, in in sort of somewhat of a Hong Kong tradition. It was okay. It was enjoyable in the way that I find Battleship enjoyable and that it was really, (laughs) really fun to watch and highly entertaining. It is not what I would call a good movie. It is a very entertaining movie. Um, It's very violent. The action scenes are killer. These dudes have some fucking slick moves. Um, They look super cool. Uh, so that it's basically like the Expendables where they're so cool doing everything, but like the story doesn't really hold up. And, uh, oh, the biggest problem with this movie is shit is explained like after you needed to know it constantly, <laughs> like all the time through the movie, something will happen and then they'll be like, oh yes, we knew that because, and then they'll show a flashback to something and you're like, well that, you can't, you can't just change shit and then show us that it happened earlier. I, anyway. That's totally how I introduce people to each other. <laughs> right. I talk about everything they've done. And like, who is this? Oh, have you met someone? Yeah, like the whole movie's that way. Um, or, or just little decisions like there's a character who um, who ends up in a wheelchair and it's presented as this super, super sad thing that this person's in a wheelchair. But every single scene where we've seen that person, he's been sitting down. So it's like, what? why I'm not sad. He's exactly, he looks exactly like he did in every other scene. So he's never standing up. So, and then like um, the human carnage, uh, in action scenes, like they have cars smet. Like there's one scene, there's a great car chase, but during this car chase, like the car starts smashing into like just innocent people's cars. The, our heroes are just like smashing in innocent people's cars. And it's fine. Like a car will get in a wreck and then go over here and another car gets in a wreck and go over here. And then they smash into a car that just fucking got obliterated. Like it blew <laughs> the fuck up. And I'm like, there was somebody driving that car and no you one going to work. No one kind of like dull today and there's boom. never an examination of that. You never see the victim. It's just the car is destroyed and it's not the only I mean, to, like they are just constantly. You've seen the raid too, right? Like <laughs> yeah, but, that car chase is just everyone but yeah, the characters right? die. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's like we were. The we road were, died too. We, right. We were, but we were sitting there like every time there's some like bystander carnage, we just kept holding our hands up like what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, they're so careless. It was, uh, but it was, I highly recommend it. Don't, like, if you just want to watch a dumb movie that is just explosions. It's very, like I said, it's expendables-y. Lots of car chases. Lots of uh, fight scenes. There was a really, really fucking cool scene where I was just like, that was awesome! Um, But yeah, I I found it entertaining. It is not a good film. (laughs) John, what about you? Uh, so on kind of brand with what movie we're talking about, about high schoolers with a cool stylist. Persona 5? Persona 5. <laughs> Brian loaned me his copy of Persona 5, and I can't get enough of it. Unfortunately, I've had to not play it because of work things, but 
I've always looked at the copy of the disc like longingly. That thing is so <laughs> much fun to play, and my jam in terms of JRPG goodness and like high schooling, high schoolers like fighting demons and changing people's hearts through dungeons and their, like it just it gets so anime that it's just a wonderful experience. It's the best game. Yeah, it's a it's a favorite. And I'm so, like, in the beginning of it. Everyone I've talked to is like, oh, you've got so much more for it. And i just like, oh, yes. I, like that. <laughs> I want to live in this game for a while. You don't even know who, I don't even know who Haru is yet. Yeah. Haru is awesome. <laughs> I, haven't even, I haven't even met all the characters. <laughs> uh, Beth, what about you? Um, so I am not a traditional seasonal watcher of American Horror Story. I tried watching, like, uh, Coven. And I tried watching, like, um, Murder House. And every time I'd hit episode one, I'd be like, this is not the show for me, mm. and just tuned out. And then this season, I was like, ugh, that concept looks really interesting. So I put it on, and I made a deal with my husband. I was like, let's do it episode by episode. And like, if we fall out, fine, whatever. But so far, they have held my attention. It's very pretty to look at. And at the end of every episode, I'm like, wait, what? No, 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 there needs to be more. Fill in the gap still. I'm interested. <laughs> So it only took them eight seasons, but now I'm interested. <laughs> Did you watch Hotel? No. I just, the episode before this one, last week's episode, if you will, uh, I ranted and raved about how good Hotel was. Okay. I really liked Hotel. But I'm really into melodrama. Like, if you're not into melodrama, you won't like it. It's basically a soap opera. Hotel's it's- the only one all of my friends are like, well, you should watch it. And I was like, eh, but Gaga's in it? I don't it is sold think that's me on a Gaga selling as point. An actress. I don't think that's a selling point. It, I would have agreed with you unless I watched it. <laughs> but having watched it, I'm like, nope, I like her. I mean, this last episode, they even go to the hotel. Oh, yeah? And I was like, oh, maybe I should watch this? I don't know. I'm still very on the fence. But so far this season, I'm in. Fair enough. All right. Is that it for everybody? We good? We're going to yeah. start talking about tragedies? Yeah. Lots and lots and lots and lots Just and lots. murder everyone. <laughs> like a fucking murder central. And uh, the cops are the, the worst. The worst cops in horror movie history. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, <laughs> so we're talking Tragedy Girls, which is a movie that I have a strong feeling that many of you listening today have not seen yet. Even though I told you all to watch it last week. You had ample warning. You had ample warning. We're a weekly podcast. You have about it's on seven Hulu, days. It's on guys. Hulu for free. Uh, it's a movie that not a lot of people saw. The only reason I heard about it was because I wanted to see what Negasonic Teenage Warhead did outside of being Negasonic Teenage Warhead. And I'm like, and that's why I found this movie. And she like, hooked up with Storm. Yeah. They became best friends. <laughs> it worked out. Um, it, <laughs> that would yeah. be funny. This is like X-Men, the early years. <laughs> <laughs> kind of is. They are crazy and they kill a bunch of people. Wait, just like is the that X-Men the same movie. actress? Yeah. yeah. Storm Damn. in. Damn. Okay, uh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Mind blown. Yeah. Yeah, this is a sequel. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, I love it. Cool. But yeah, it didn't make a lot of money. It didn't make a huge splash, but it it had some positive rumblings and not, I don't think enough people saw it is my end of that. I never even heard of it until this came up on the list. Again, if I wasn't curious about what the actress had done, I never would have heard it until Beth told us to watch it. Um, so you guys are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So coming from uh, since she couldn't be here today and it was really last minute, I'll give you the one review. Uh, I'm not going to talk numbers. It made no money. Um, but this is a uh, Chewy's review because she really wanted to talk about it. So it's very, very short. Um, she says, I enjoyed it. I love the fashion and the design with the hyper appearance of red and themes like Titanic. But I wish they had pushed it further and had not had the conflict center around feelings about a boy. Hmm. And that was Chewy's take. 
on the movie. But before we dive into it here, we have to do a breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. Uh, coming this week from Beth. Mine's really short, just FYI. Well, you have 30 it's a seconds. simple plot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> if you couldn't... Last week we did Hereditary, and that one's a Ooh, tough one no. to do in 30 seconds. Um, this one's much easier to do in 30 seconds. <laughs> so here we go. Tragedy Girls in 30-ish seconds. Go, 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 go. Okay, it's the story of two best friends who do everything together. They're on prom committee, they run a blog and social media together, they're cheerleaders, and they murder together. That's it. How does it end? Um, the way all good friendships do, they go to college together. <laughs> okay, that works. <laughs> yeah, you had uh, 11 seconds to spare. I think you did pretty well. Boom! <laughs> oh. Um... So for a movie like this one that we didn't really, like, no, not everybody even at the table had heard of it, uh, and you were a big fan of it, what Huge. what brought you to this movie? Like, what why was this the movie, when you could choose a movie to talk about on the show, why was this the one? Uh, okay, so, I don't know what you guys like to do in your spare time, but I like to scan... Murder people? Mo- uh, <laughs> I was going to go with movie trailers. <laughs> okay. And I watch, like, even the, like, indie and obscure ones, just so I can get, like, a flavor for what's coming out. And I remembered the trailer coming out, but it never hit a theater near me. Yeah. And so when I saw it available on Hulu, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I watched it and went directly to your wife and was like, have you seen this movie? Because this movie is spectacular and we need to discuss it. And then she was like, that sounds like a good October show. I was like, yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> and that's what happened. Okay. Was there anything like special about this movie that like rang for you more though, like more than other horror movies? Yeah. It was the two women were in the lead roles doing all the slicing and dicing and murdering. That's fair. You I, rarely some... get to see that. And even though there is like inner fighting over something real stupid, their friendship still rings true in the end. And I was like, that's fucking beautiful. It's one of those things where it still rings true in the end and the fight didn't feel out of place for me. No, there's 17 year old girls in high school. Yeah. They're not 33 year old women who should be over something like that by now. It's one of those things where like, I, I agree with Chewie's argument about it of like, it might have been better just to have them like have like an external conflict instead of like an internal conflict of like I like this boy but I think you should kill him. Like, it was just a little. I feel like the writing could have been a little bit stronger there if they'd gone for something. Like, maybe Kimi could have been more of an outside force. Uh, Kimi is the original killer that they kidnapped. Yeah. Um, I don't know the actor's real name. His name is Kimi and Lost, so he is always Kimi. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's a brilliant character actor. He's been in a lot of shit. Yeah, as Kimi from Lost. No. I, I mentioned this before we start recording. I'll mention it here. I have a theory that anyone who was in Lost at any time is now just their character from Lost in all medium, and this is just a different point in their life. Like we're, Ant-Man we're, and Wasp, that's Kate from Lost. We are living <laughs> just in when a, she was Wasp. We are living in like a whole transmedia experience. <laughs> yeah, like based Lost. off of Lost. Lost is yeah. I mean, it makes sense. These are the flashbacks we didn't see. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That, since Lost did that, my theory can work for everything. So this is the time between the island and the church is what you're saying? It could be. There should be a podcast where you connect those dots. <laughs> That's way too much work. <laughs> um, we copyrighted that idea, by the way. But, but he, you're right. He is a very good actor. And like, I really like it whenever he shows up because he, he, he's played a good guy, I want to say, like twice. Like He usually plays a bad guy. And a like, psycho. Kind of, he plays a yeah, great psycho. And he does it so well. Mm-hmm. With like, joy. You can tell. Yeah, you can tell he's having like every role he has. You can see that he's, he's not phoning it in. He's giving it his all, but he's enjoying his work. And like, you, I always like that with an actor. Like You don't need to... like. It doesn't take you out of his character or out of the scene or anything, but when you can see they love what they do, yeah, it kind of makes it a little bit more fun. And you Agreed. get that from him every time. And uh, I think what is kind of cool is that it's not just him doing that. Like, 
when you say he's chewing the scenery, having a good time, like it would be something if it was just him doing that. But the two the two leads do that as well. And they but th- this just, movie's nothing. Like the chew, the scenery is gone. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> has chewed the fuck this out. This movie is ABC. By the way, his name is Kevin Duran, the actor who's Kimi. Kimi, thank yes. you. Okay, yeah, yeah. Kimi, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just that's the first thing that stood out to me the most is just the chewing. Yeah, yeah. That oh, happened. That's in this definitely. Movie. That's what I loved about this movie is its tonal. Well, it loses it for a little bit in the middle, but but by and large, the the movie has this great playful tone that's really enjoyable yeah and i think that's where i kind of agree with chewy where i feel like it was like uh to use spinal tap i feel like they dialed it to 10 and they should have gone to 11 hmm. like it was just like it was just crazy enough to be fun and exciting and a really enjoyable movie whereas i feel like if they just went like one notch farther which they do from time to time like when they kill the the cheer captain i feel like that's where like it or even when they kill um Craig Robinson like when they do those sorts of things Uh this is the movie that I want the whole way through this just kind of like fuck reality like that doesn't make sense in this movie at all and like they they do it from time to time I just I kind of wish it it felt like it was on the fence of insanity and it needed another victim that was crazier than the two that surround like yeah it it misses misses that middle victim that could have no no are you kidding me mayor on a flagpole how did he even get her up there but the, that, they, they really gloss over that really fast. That's though. the thing. Like it's like one of those things yeah. where until you just said it, I forgot about that kill. I did. Like, but that's not even their kill. That's I know. his kill. But like I, I just I wish the movie just had a little bit more of that flair. And I don't think it's the movie's fault. I think it's probably more budgetary than that, anything else. Yeah, yeah. it's clear. Right. Like, it's definitely a low budget film. Who had like big name actors yeah. who you can tell sashayed in for three days. Yep. Put in their best. God, Joss and Hutchinson. then out. Josh Hudson, that's who was I was thinking of. the yeah. best. So good. <laughs> so good. I loved that they put that like music tone behind him every time they wanted him to look dreamy. And he, that must have been so much fun on set for him to just like put that on and just be like, hey. Just super you know, like, douche it up. Super douche it up. And just know what he's doing and feel it on the inside. Yeah. I, I love that he was still like, I'm glad it was you. And <laughs> <laughs> she kisses him. But like, I think... I think that's my major thing why like I won't buy this movie is because I, I want I want that tone throughout the whole thing and yeah. I feel like when it's not the murder scenes it loses it yeah. and it takes a not just like a slight step back it takes a big step back and yeah it's it like, becomes a more normal movie yeah did you not love though her father being like have you seen the cat and then later complaining that all of the animals are going missing I did like the, those I, I kind of jumping around like my, my points here when you said it had like a really good cast I think the script proves why it has a really good cast. Cause like when you send that script to somebody, it's way easier to get these people to show up for a few days. Cause it's such a just fun script. Agreed. And like the whole, like they mentioned earlier, like that, did you ever try that whole thing from breaking bad? It totally works. Like we had to kill so many animals though, to get the mixture, right? Yeah. And now the rest of the movie, you have the running gag of, have you seen our cat? Nope. <laughs> and all of the animals are missing. Like, I just, I love that they keep hitting it. And it's like, Oh yeah, they definitely killed all the animals in the town. And it's like, <laughs> and like, that's what I mean. Like the script is so good that I can see why they got all these other people just to show up just for a little while. Cause it's just like, uh, who was the filmmaker in this? I never even looked up their name. Did anybody look up their name? No, of course not. <laughs> See, what happened was the end credits were so flashy that I forgot to read the text. <laughs> uh, let me just look it up. Uh, Tyler McIntyre is the director. Oh, okay. So it's it's. Did he write it as well? Uh, he is listed as a co-writer. Okay, so like you, you can tell that they wanted to give Tyler a shot. Like it's one of those things where like assuming Tyler was a man. Yeah, like, which it may not be. Let me see. It may not be. Um, give them a shot. Uh, 
when you have something that good and like that, just like just kind of like crackles on the page, like you can get people to give you a little bit more leeway, which is always kind of nice to see, especially with a movie like this. Because like they, when you're sitting, like when you're on set for a movie like this, which I have been a couple times, like no one's gonna see this fucking thing. <laughs> and it's like, well, you just know, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it's like you're like we're making something cool here that hopefully there's an audience for like maybe like midnight screenings at like an Alamo Draft House like something like that maybe we'll oh, get somebody be awesome. But it is a man. He was an editor, which okay. explains yeah that explains, that explains a, lot. a lot. Yeah, but it's like one of those like okay, so we hope that people gravitate <laughs> towards it. We hope it does well, but we all know what we're making here, and like. I like watching those movies. It's the type of trailers that you talk about that you find yeah. on Hulu. Like I like finding those and giving those a shot. That's why I watched uh, Last Girl Standing a years ago, and that's what I was afraid this was going to be like because Last Girl Standing was great idea, horrible movie, and this one was great idea, really good movie. Last Girl Standing. Last Girl Standing. Just a brief aside was a movie about a girl who went through like a Friday the Thirteenth esque extravaganza, and she was the last girl, and it's about her after that event and how it horribly ruined her psyche and how she becomes the Hard killer. Pass. And it was like, that was a really cool idea executed terribly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this one was a really good idea executed really well. And I just, I feel like it just needed like an extra bump in the budget and it would have been my favorite movie of the year. But I mean, it, it, it's a movie like this is why you would explore movies that you've never seen before. Like it gives a good, yeah. it, it gives the good argument for check out something just, you know, that you haven't seen or heard of before. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like the, Best movie I've had in a while where someone's like, just give it a shot. And it's yeah. like, no, it's great. And it's tough with like the horror genre because you know, I troll like the streaming services like Netflix and all that, and I look for these types of things. There, yeah. There's more often than not, I'll want fun comedy with the horror bent. And sometimes you know, I want the other stuff, but I'm, I'm looking but you for get these types of like, movies. Yeah, you get things like Babysitter, which is like, mm, it's okay. Which is fine. Yeah. And it's Mick G. Your, your ex- expectations are pretty low. But it's like... Well, and they're met. The expectations are there and they're met. And yeah. this, where it's like, there's an expectation and it... And it on its fun level, exceeded. My expectations yeah. of this were exceeded. Yeah. Having, it didn't you know, hurt, though, that you probably had no idea what you were going into when you went into it. True. Very true. Yeah, I didn't watch the trailer or anything. I just uh, launched it. I feel like a trailer would have done a disservice almost. The, the trailer actually isn't that bad for it. Like, the only thing that it does, and even, like, Hulu does this, they give away the ending. Like, they give away that last shot of the girls in the masks with, the, like, the doors on fire with all, like, the hands on it. Oh, okay. They give uh, that away. And but- it's like... In a trailer, you might assume, like, maybe that's a dream yeah, or some, yeah. something like that. You don't necessarily know it's the end. Although, if you start watching the movie, then you're like, oh, that's the end. Yeah, that was more of where I was. It was, like, by the like by about halfway point, I'm like, oh, okay, so that's, that's the end. <laughs> I see where we're going yeah, with I, I know where this. I know where this ends. So, like, I know, like... <laughs> I know that one isn't going to kill the other. I know their friendship's going to mend. Like, I know these sorts of things are going to It lasts happen. forever. Psychos yeah. and yeah. psychos. <laughs> the only thing that I... I think the, the Jumping back more into the movie than just kind of how we feel about it. The thing that I really wish was in this movie more was a relationship between Kimi and Storm. Mm-hmm. Terrible with character names. <laughs> <laughs> it works. This movie would appreciate that you're doing yeah. this. <laughs> but, like, that... We get such a brief glimpse of it, like in the limo, and then when they're talking about killing uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead's well, boyfriend. Also, when he like first tries to convince her to turn yeah. on her friend, yeah, that's get, where it starts. That moment's fantastic, yeah. though, when she's crying, crying, laughing, yeah. and then yeah. just like go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. And Except I, it worked, though. <laughs> I feel like she was still in control the whole time because even so yeah. even at the end of the movie, she's like, "What did I say? We're not killing her." Mm. And when he wouldn't listen. He was done. That's true, yeah. And the thing is, like, kind of like I was saying last week's movie, where like I thought nothing of that actor in Jumanji, and then I loved him in Hereditary. When this girl played Storm, I, I couldn't even 
barely even remember that she like it was like oh that was just the person in the role like she didn't really bring anything to it the movie didn't allow her to it wasn't her fault um those movies are famous for not letting storm do anything i know exactly what yeah. is the deal why can't they make storm <laughs> yeah. good storm is one of the greatest combo characters of all time yeah. and they don't she's let her one of those powerful shit. yeah she's got different godlike argument. power <laughs> yeah no an argument for a different day. we're all on the same page yeah so we gotta get back to this page so uh seeing her here like it was really nice because it's the same thing kind of like with the the other actress it's like they're so like tied into this like very specific kind of not easy role to play but like you have like one thing to do and then they give them this movie and they both have like the range of emotions they both have to show in this movie while being this kind of like casual murderer is impressive i thought they both were fantastic well it's like they tell a line too because you could take this you could have someone in a lesser skill make these two characters annoying mm-hmm. that's what with these kind of higher higher stylized scripts the the person who cast matters so much because those two girls could have been just one note they could have been the girl from the purge movie who's yeah just like, or they i'm here to kill right they could have been the girls from knock knock and it's just like, and, like it, and it seems like just based off of watching this and seeing the others that seems to like it's an easy choice to make and yeah. a difficult one to avoid so like yeah props and, and they did they did great like and that's that's the thing with a movie like this when like your budget's low like you're like the, obviously they had to shoot this thing real fast like there's a lot of things that could hurt and when you get a cast that solid like it, it just it makes everything better and these two girls were phenomenal from the whole movie i thought well it's funny that, that you mentioned that the the filmmaker was an editor originally because then it's like okay they're picking the best takes for that performance yeah. too and it's very interesting to kind of see it that way yeah like, and usually, when director, when editors direct, they they shoot they shoot less a lot of times because they already know what they want the yeah. cut to look like, so they don't overshoot. So it means he probably had a really good idea what everything was going to look like before he even started shooting. And so, you know, the choices were very specific. Would be my guess. Yeah, I mean, I I would assume so. I didn't watch any behind the scenes or any like special features or anything on this one, so I really just kind of have what I'm bringing to the table. But that would make sense. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would totally buy that. Uh, well, for something as low budget as this, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it, this this movie doesn't result from yeah. that lack of preparation and. It's it's the perfect movie, I think, for like whatever he does next. It's like, like this is the great calling card of like, hey, look what I can do, and I, I hope it works out for him. I haven't looked into what he's doing next if he has anything on the table, but like I'm I'm interested. I'm definitely interested in what these people move on to do. Um. But let's move around a little bit. Let's actually talk about the the girls. Let's start with uh, I'm gonna actually look up their names so I stop being horrible to them. <laughs> as much as I just want to call her Negasonic on a teenage warhead because that's such an awesome name. She was fully unrecognizable the first time I saw this movie, and I looked it up on IMDb, and my brain exploded into a thousand pieces. Even though the haircut is almost exactly the same, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's just blonde instead because she looks great with a pixie cut. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh shit, that's the same girl. Really? Yep. Like, way to go. Her range yeah. is pretty spectacular. Um, Brianna Hildebrand, I think her name is, if I can pronounce that last name correctly. I have no idea. Um, she was one of those people, like, when she showed up in Deadpool, I'm like, eh, she's funny. Kind of it. And it's like, like I, again, much like with Storm, I don't blame her. They just, yeah, they, yeah, they didn't really give her anything <laughs> to do. Like that. She be, found, she scowled in yeah. the first Deadpool. Like, that's what exactly. they gave her to do, yeah, and they, yeah, com- yeah. they made yeah. the comedy around that. Yeah. yeah. Not anything that she did, just stay still and frown and we'll make you funny. And that's honestly that's why I, I started looking up. I'm like you don't end up in a tentpole movie like this if you're just good at scowling. Like clearly you had to audition, you had to prove that you can act and whatnot. So like where else would she go? And that's how I ended up here. I, I really 
I brought her up first because I think, and I'll let you guys tell me I'm wrong here if that's the case. You are fucking wrong, Brian. Thank you. I can always count on you. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like her character is annoyingly inconsistent, hmm. and I, that's my biggest thing in the movie because she is. They even talk about it. like it's even a point in the movie that she's annoyingly inconsistent. So it might not be a problem, but I don't like the whole. She is murder crazy. Like she is the one who who actually kills the guy in the beginning of the movie, which I won't ruin my line here because it's awesome. Um, but like she's just so pro-murder, like, yeah, I'm good, let's do it. And then she softens so much just because a boy likes her, I think. And even that isn't really like, it's more so just because she didn't want to kill him and then she gets famous and I, I, just, I didn't buy the turn because she was so knuck and futz to go to just like, no, nah, I'm kind of okay now. Like it just, it, it just bumped me wrong. There wasn't a build up to that. There wasn't a her ever questioning that w- whether or not what they were doing was wrong. She just yeah, she went right from I love murder to oh, I don't want to kill this guy. So and that know. ended with I'm not going to kill anyone. Yeah. Cuz yeah. she stopped killing that guy and then they well, just suddenly she realized she could get famous for saving people instead of murdering people. Which is a a good idea that I don't think they really fully explored. They just kind of say it in a few lines of dialogue and it's it's not really there. Yeah. I mean, I don't Again, I go back to, but, like, she's a 17-year-old girl, though. Sure, yeah. So, I feel like initially their idea was to get attention in the one way they felt they were confident to get attention. And then when the coin turns and she's able to get attention some other way, it does feel a little realistic to a certain extent that a 17-year-old girl would be like, okay, I'll ride this train, too. I, I would agree with that if it wasn't for the whole killing the boy's mom. Because they didn't do that for attention. They did that because they wanted to. To Yeah. That, yeah, that was, was a, a that kill. was a Yeah. That distracted also, me a little bit. Also, can we just, the boy overheard that and it didn't, like, he completely ignored the fact that she participated in it. He was Oh, no, he says, like, I don't hold you accountable for that. I know. Yeah. And you're just like, like, double standard much? Yeah. I Here's the thing on that. And, like, it's kind of how you say, like, 17-year-old girl. <laughs> I go with, like, I don't know, 17-year-old boy. Uh-huh. Oh man, she's so pretty. She couldn't be mean. Yeah, she likes me. That means she's not. There's got to be some. There's got to be more to it than yeah. just. Yeah. There's got to be more. Like, I can save her with yeah. this murder yeah. problem yeah. she yeah. has. Yes. We we can do that too. And the, that character, like he played her. that character her. perfect. Yeah. Like he nailed that whole like no 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 I like this one so she's not evil. And it's yeah. like they just talked about how she was the one who wanted to kill your mom and you just breezed over you that. See the real you. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't want to do this. In the flashback, they kill her together don't they like yeah it's like shoelaces around her neck while she's driving they definitely they do it together but they make it seem like it was sadie's idea yeah um and mk was just more along for the ride and it was like and as they got older and more into murder it kind of felt like that was shifting but since it was sadie's choice to begin with she was still the driving force even though well sadie's clearly the planner and mk is more the action person i think it was interesting that I guess that was their character, MK's character arc was going from being in the, you know, the secondary person who was following into being the one who brought the murderer to the party and was like, this is my show now. And it was like, oh, look at you. You, you, you figured it out. She's able to plan the whole prom thing mostly by herself she, at she that point. She became a better murderer in the end. That was pretty good. Yeah, maybe that was Sadie's whole plan. Like, you need to step up your game. I'm going to step yeah. away. You're going to train. I just and then don't. We'll... <laughs> I don't feel like that was really Sadie's intention. Well, that, that was my first thought when I saw it. Like, when I got kind of pulled out of that moment, like, that that turn. I was like, I was trying to kind of rationalize some of it. Like, maybe this was her plan all along. 
maybe this, and I was like this movie's just not no. doing that. That that's like that, that was clearly not the plan. And it just kind of worked out that way. It worked out that way and that's kind of where I I, I lost the thread a little bit in that movie. It would be maybe yeah. mostly that just mainly cuz I started getting down this tangent of like rationalization for it. When I and, when I was supposed to be having a little bit more fun with what they were just kind of the the playground they were messing around in. And I think that's kind of where we come back to our original point of like if this yeah. movie was able to nail the tone the whole way through, we wouldn't have that like mm. trying to rationalize it in the real world. Mm-hmm. And like it, the the only note that I would like even give it, not that they're asking for my notes, obviously, <laughs> um, is that like the only real world character that I think this movie should have had was the cop. And These girls are in for a very rude awakening in college when they hit a big city and their cops actually fingerprint DNA and check cameras. <laughs> Not only that, there was a fucking witness and they killed Josh Hutcherson. They were like right there next to the road and they didn't even move the body. Nope. So like that motorist who stops would just be like, uh, yeah, those two girls were right there well, where that body was found. And the fucking and guy, now the guy from Too Many Cooks walked in while they're chopping up their cheer yeah. captain. He doesn't <laughs> see that though. No, no. I know. That was such a great scene <laughs> where you're just like, Fuck, fuck, no, okay, <laughs> we're okay. The best thing about it was Chewie had never seen too many cooks until recently, so when he walked in and saw them, I just go, too many cooks, and she's like, that is him! Uh, yeah. That's nice. great. That, that, <laughs> when they turn on the light, the fucking head is spinning around. <laughs> this just, can't be an accident now. Yeah, I, just, I love that frustration of like, they keep together accidents. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it when I saw that they were doing that in the movie. I was like, yeah. this, you could you could feed that premise for the rest of the runtime. Yeah. And I like that kind of mistaken, like, they're try- I'm trying to be bad. I'm trying to be bad, but no one will notice me. And they were all mad when Josh Hutcherson <laughs> turned out to be like, everybody said it was an accident. And they were like, yeah. fuck, dude, he was stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, like, he was stabbed. Like, no, no, motorcycles are bad. Like, <laughs> no! It's a story about road safety, not yeah. a story about murder. <laughs> yeah. So great. I loved when the cheer captain spotted the shoelaces and so knew good. immediately who was attempting to murder her. <laughs> Michaela? Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. And she apologizes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's where I keep coming back to on this movie. Yeah. It's like, like it, the things that it does well, it does so well that I can forgive all the things that I don't oh, yeah. like about it, and including casting Craig Robinson because he drives me up the fucking wall. But well, he wasn't there long, and you got to see him get killed. So that, uh, I didn't want to say that, but you did, and I'm going to agree with you. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the bad guy here. Yeah. It's fine. I know a lot of people love Craig Robinson. I just I, I liked him in The Office. That's it. And, and, like- and that that scene, that fight was, I don't know, throwing weights around. That and, was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> well, and just like, it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's just like. It was impressive to see them fighting him. It, yeah, yeah. It's really cool to see, yeah, two tiny teenage girls take on a big, big, bulky dude like six, that. And, six, and, 300 pounds, just find a, huge. Yeah, but they had to find clever ways to work together and do it, and it was great. And I love how, like, MK was just like, I had it. I was like, he, he probably didn't. I no. don't think that was Because of his work. size, the metabolism, like, it yeah. wouldn't have worked on him. You had him in, like, two hours, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... I just love her every attempt to get him to drink the bottled water. <laughs> she was hitting on him. It was so gross. I just I like the like I need to go and inspect that sound. Do you want to take this with you? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we hydrate first? <laughs> the script is solid, man. Yeah, like it's really a well written movie. Um, let's talk a little bit more about MK. We've talked about Sadie to death, but MK is the is the true believer, if you will. She does not see the error in their way. She keeps trudging forward on the on the murder train. I think she's the breakout. Like, Sadie's great, and she's obviously they want her to be the main character, but because MK gets to be 
a hundred percent insane. Yeah. I felt like her story was the more interesting one to follow anyway. I agree. And I wish they'd done that more. Hmm. I wish they'd spent more time with MK over Sadie. Cause like MK's emotional turns on the drop of a dime were so interesting to see. Like right after Craig Robinson is killed and her mother comes in to tell her, you see her process the information and then like a light switch flicks in her eyes and she goes straight to like, what? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love I, I love fake acting in movies. Like it always just cracks me up. Hers was perfect. Yeah. Like the, oh no, I can't believe he died. How did the weights hit his head? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Nobody said anything about weights yeah. in his head. <laughs> It's, yeah, I, I, I wish, I, I yeah, it, I wish we'd had more time with her. Like, I, I don't think this movie needed to be as trim as it was. And it could be budgetary, it could be a million reasons. But, like, it was, it's a tight hour 32, I think. Like, I think it's, like, just right at the hour and a half. Like, it's a feature. And it's, like, I feel like we hit it in an hour 45 and spent 15 more minutes with Michaela to give them more of, like, a, this isn't Sadie's story with her best friend Michaela. It is their story and had them a little bit more even keel. Well, and I, and I kind of wonder if this is <clears throat> kind of the editing influence on it. That, like, I don't know, and anything I do, even though it's not, like, movie-related, I'm always trying to keep things concise and trim. Like there's kind of this need to like keep the fluff away. And oftentimes it's like, you could, you couldn't put more like it, it's always harder, harder to put more in. Cause it's like, well, we got to the point. Like, yeah. I, I think we got to the point. I think it was good enough. So there's kind of that kind of, I'm always battling with trying to add more stuff in Yeah. when like we achieve the point sooner. So like that trimness is kind of like that a problem in that way, I guess. Cause well, you know, you're efficient, but maybe you don't have to be as efficient. Well, it's inefficient to the point of detriment because it's right. like you're so efficient at telling the story that you want to tell that you're not assuming that your audience would want to see more. And it's like, okay, so you got the story that you want to tell in there. Perfect. You did great. But we still kind of feel like we missed out on something. Right. Like, like personally, I have a problem with like breathing room in any anything we're going to like. There's always a note to be like this. Can, you can space this out. You can give more. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'm in that mode of just get to it. Get to it. I know the story. I know the narrative thread in this. Let's get there. Kind of like, it's like, but things can breathe. And I think in something that's funny, that has a comedic element, you need that breath, that, that kind of pause, the, the long, like those moments more, just as much as you need the trim, like quick jokes. Like, you need I, the room to laugh a little bit and to breathe. I would have loved to see a scene of MK and Kimi killing someone, like them working together. Because we got it a little bit, like he picks her up from the pro- They uh, killed the prom. teacher. Yeah, they killed the teacher together. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just I wouldn't want to see like more of like the plan, kind of like how we saw with Sadie and like MK, like like we're gonna kill the cheer captain. Like I wouldn't want to see that. Like the you whole... wanted to see the initial thing that they came to him with, which was yeah. teach us how to do this yeah. efficiently. Mm, you want to see the actual scene. montage sequence. Yes, I, I want to see. I that. I've enjoyed that too. Yeah, that yeah. I, I want to see the him training them because that's why they kidnapped him, and it was a really cool idea that they do. Li- nothing with and well and that's why like, we get the joke about the pets is because yeah. they're preparing they're trying they're doing like kind of the mun- mundane elements of this like <laughs> mass murder yeah it's like oh we gotta burn the bodies or we gotta dissolve them and it's like you get that joke from it yeah and it's kind of nice to be able to have that preparation you can find the funny in that because yeah, even the teacher kill was more like Michaela killed the teacher and he was just there like, he was just kind of window dressing of he showed up 
He helped corner the teacher. Yeah, like it wasn't much of like the every time they killed somebody, they were very involved mm-hmm. in everything, and he was just more. He was there, and like I would have liked to see them work together. I, I would have liked to see that, almost like her frustrated with like I we kidnapped you because we thought you were the best at this, and you kind of suck. Like I would have liked to see that whole like <laughs> yeah she's dragging him along like no we're gonna get, get the fuck over here like what are you doing like I would have liked to see that like there's a really good scene in there somewhere of her and him together trying to make it work and uh, I just don't think we got it. I liked that you saw that she came from a very privileged life yeah so oh, that yeah. it wasn't like well I became a killer because of this thing that happened in my childhood it's like no she's just wired to be a killer there was no yep. other thing than that she didn't have to be like molested as a child or see a man lit on yeah, fire or anything very nice parents who were yeah. going to be really heartbroken when it finally comes out my, that their when, daughter's a murderer when they drive away and the parents are like we did a good job <laughs> <laughs> it's like Oh, you poor things. <laughs> There's no but, way these two girls can continue to murder people without getting caught. The day will come. I th- also, take in this in, world, though, I think they can. But. I think so, yeah. Their parents are some of the only parents who still have children yeah. from <laughs> that high school. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a good point. Like, everyone in this town is dead. So, like, we did a good job. Yeah, because they're literally some of the only which, ones left alive. Which, oh, my God. I was immediately like, well, ever, you guys are the only ones outside. Someone clearly locked all the kids in uh-huh. the gym. So, clearly, you're the, the ones the who did it. And then no one apparently suspects There's a fire extinguisher in the gym. I noticed this time around. I was like, somebody pick it up. They're teenagers. It It doesn't matter. I mean, I want to survive in that situation. Teenagers are dumb. It's funnier that they missed it. It would have been great just to cut to the fire extinguisher and have it be on fire like the IT crowd. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) I... I mean, there are other classes. I mean, this was just the senior class, the juniors, sophomores, and freshmen. No, all... no, the juniors were on the prom planning committee. Oh, right. oh so you got this is fresh- a multi generational yep, prom. Yep. So the sophomores and the freshmen yeah. are left to pick yeah. up the pieces. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's no graduation the year after. Oh my well, there god. is for two. No, they oh the year after, yeah, 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 that yeah, was, yeah. That was, Oh my god, well, yeah. some people don't go to prom. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh wow, what a good time to be a nerd and nobody likes. <laughs> Is anyone going to notice the murder rates just stop after these two girls go to college? I mean, with those police, no. Mm-hmm. But he retired, so maybe retired. someone but he's competent. Not the, he's not the only cop. Like It kind of felt like it, it really was. Like he yeah. Is, yeah. But it also feels like in this world, it's feasible that everyone is that cop. Yeah. Everyone, like, adult is that cop in terms of their ineffectiveness. Like, the adults suck in this. <laughs> and, and for great humor. But, like, that's the world this is. And I think that... I would believe that there could be another movie of this, them in college, and they could, they could surprisingly get away with it. I would watch. I would definitely watch a continuation of these two girls doing really anything, and like they could even do it like, uh, like the original sequel to Train Spotting, or even the, the sequel to Train Spotting, where like it takes place later, and they're not doing heroin anymore; they're doing something completely different, and this is all other story. I would totally watch these two girls doing something else. Like, all right, we got done with murder. Now we do. Tax fraud. <laughs> I'd watch the hell out. Suddenly have like you have the Italian not. job with yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, I probably not tax fraud necessarily, but like Two I would college watch. girls do tax fraud. Sounds no, no, like I a will great totally, pitch. I will watch that movie. <laughs> I, I yeah, I'll, I'll buy it. I would definitely watch it just because that's a ballsy pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell that to my manager. I'll be like, this is what I'm gonna go pitch, and he'll be like, no. <laughs> but there's that sense in these types of movies, these comedic horror movies, especially like Tucker and Dale, where. The how the world oh, God, perceives so the everyone around the main characters, how that world sets them up, really yeah. kind of 
plays into the believability of it. And the fact that these people around these characters are so incompetent and just clueless makes sense and works. Yeah. Um, I would really like to see this director do more. Like, I'd like to see him do... I'd really... It's a comic book that uh, most people have heard of, not everybody. But if he could do this one, I think he'd be perfect for it. I'd like to see him do Hackslash. I think he'd be awesome at Hackslash. If you guys haven't read Hackslash, I highly recommend it. It's awesome. It's all about a girl who is... Her main goal in life is to murder serial killers. Hmm. So she is the slasher. Of, she's the hacker of the slashers. It's awesome. And nice. they bring in like actual characters. Like Chucky shows up for a while. Jason nice. Voorhees shows up for a while. Like today, it's, it's an awesome book. It's written by Tim Seeley. Highly recommend it to everybody. Um, tough, tough, tough to get down and do right. That's why whenever somebody else tries to write it, it goes horribly. I think this guy would be a good fit for this tone. And just based on this movie a lot, because the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, if this guy doesn't read Hackslash, I would be surprised because it just has a lot of the same sense of humor and tonality to it. It's not quite as like uh, exploitive as Hackslash can be, but it's still in the same vein. And I think it'd be really cool to see. Uh, him although do. he has a writing credit on it, he's not the only writer. So to be fair, I, sure. I, it, I suspect this script came to him and then he did a rewrite. That's very possible. But either way, like just the tonality of the movie, yeah. just the look, the feel, all yeah. of it, like. I just want to give credit to the writers whose name I don't I was going to say, know. what's their name? Wow. <laughs> I want to give credit to the writers, whoever they are. I want to give credit to, to John Smith, the writer of this movie. <laughs> A. Dot writer. Uh, Chris Lee Hill uh, and others. Uh, others? And what's that about? Who's others? Oh, Justin Olsen wrote the original Oh, okay. Screenplay. So, yeah, Justin Olsen's the one who came up with the idea then. Yeah. Good for him. And then the other two rewrote it into whatever we saw. Uh, what haven't we hit? What are, have we not talked about that you guys love? Beth, you work in costumes. Do you want to talk about the costumes? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, the line where she's like, we're going to have to start wearing masks because we look so fabulous. Yes. Okay. So first of all, when they kill the cheerleader and they're in their matching outfits and they have the little like gaze at each other, it was just like on point, guys. Way to get it. <laughs> and then they have the line about masks and then follow through masks at the end and i yeah. was like way to go i thought the like really the prom dresses were very like ethereal because she had the crisscross on the front and mm -hmm. it was all very like wavy and it kind of brought you in to be like oh, maybe she's okay she looks very like uh but she's not which was a great flip of the coin but what I really loved, and I think nobody noticed but me, and it only kind of has to do with clothes, is the Titanic-themed prom. They had little mannequins dressed up in old-timey clothes that you could be photographed with. And I was just like, yes, yes, yes. Thank you, someone. That is ridiculous. <laughs> That's a great detail. Totally missed that. Yeah, spectacular. <laughs> I, I, yeah, the the design, like the details in this movie, like they made. I'm sure they didn't have a ton of money. They made it work. Oh, absolutely. You could you could see every cent on the screen. Yeah, there's no one who's like hashed away part of the budget and is sleeping on a bed of money because of it. Yeah. Everybody used every cent. Yeah, absolutely. And it worked. It worked really, really well. Um, anything else that we haven't hit? Or should we move into quotes? Sounds like we're moving into quotes. Quotes, quotes, quotes. I was really, like, just a side note, I was really sure I was going to come to this table and have to defend this movie. I thought I was going to become Chewy and Geostorm and sit here <laughs> with four people with hard eye rolls upset that I suggested this. So I'm really happy everyone has joined <laughs> us. No, dude, this is, the the fact that this was the week of the Kavanaugh hearing, um, this was, I, I put this movie on because I was tired of watching that shit. And then I watched this, and I was like, yes, these teenagers are murdering men and, <laughs> and a couple women. 
Um, which I was like, uh, I kind of wish it was just men, but uh, but those women saying, were enabling the patriarchal they, society they live in. So probably they're true. equal opportunity murderers. Yeah, they don't discriminate. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move into quotes before I keep thinking about Kavanaugh and want to cry. Quotes, 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 quotes. Uh, Josh Hutchinson's uh, whole bit was my favorite thing about this movie. He was fabulous, and uh, so there's a moment when they 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 talk about their competing. Uh, social media presences and he's got a big one and they're trying to convince him to link their shit on his shit and he just says look I say what I feel if people (laughs) connect with it that's beautiful but I'm no hero (laughs) that is the most douchey line it's so great I never thought I'd be a Joss Hutchinson fan and just year after year he keeps proving me wrong it's like nope I like this guy yeah (laughs) Fucking disaster artist. He was so good. Like, well, I like him. Peta is not funny. Josh is funny. Yes. Um, my quote also comes from Josh Hutchinson, and we've mentioned it earlier, and it's just, it, it just, it brings me so much joy. Uh, he's about to die. He's getting murdered, and he just looks at her and goes, if I have to be murdered, I'm glad it's you. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? And she kisses his yeah. corpse. It's like, you're on death's door. You don't need to keep being a douchebag. You can be mad now. It's okay. Oh, and then when she drops his head, they made that sound extra loud. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah. And just, that whole scene is just choice. Chef's kiss. Yeah, as it were. So good. Uh, the, the quote for me that I thought was funny was um, when Jordan, uh, the, the boy, was trying to give her an alibi out. It's like, oh, if, if anyone asks, we were watching a Dario Argento movie. And she's like, Dario DiGiorno. And like, no, Dario Argen- Argento. Uh, Dario Arpeggio. No, and then she's like, Mario Wario. <laughs> just like, the, per- the person who took film so seriously to be into those names back in the day, like, I, I had this, like, con- kind of conflict, like, it joined together, like, those moments where it's like, I've been that person on either side. <laughs> now I'm the person on the side who would totally call Dario Argento Mario Wario Mario and be Wario fine with it. So but great. like more college age me would be horrified. Like, how can you not take films seriously? And I had a personal connection to both sides of that conversation. I picked two because I couldn't decide. It felt like a Sophie's choice. So I'm just giving you both. <laughs> uh, one of them is um, when they are being stalked by the killer once he gets loose and the one of them receives a call from their mother. Sweetie, there's someone who calls and just keeps breathing on the line. <laughs> Especially since we'd already seen her do that earlier. She was so bad at it. So bad. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> I don't like how you went through the list of names of girls it might be. Why am I four? <laughs> That's a good one. And the others at the very beginning when the boy that they thought had been killed comes back to life on the table and they go kill him and they just turn back around and go, you're back down to four. <laughs> that was going to be mine. And then I just thought of the other one. that I, I like Hutchinson so much more. But my, my, my secret hidden away quote that nobody would have just because I used to be obsessed with this movie was when he gives the DVD back to Sadie. He's like, oh, here's your movie back. Martyrs, man. It's really fucked up. And I'm like, oh, I love Martyrs. <laughs> It's really fucked up, but I don't ever watch it anymore because it's basically just torture porn. But for a long time, that was like my favorite horror movie. So deep pull is what you're saying. Yeah, it was one of those. It's a French horror movie about two girls who become martyrs. And it's really fucked up and gross and awful. And I kind of recommend it. Nah. <laughs> Only kind what of. a great double feature to this movie. Yeah, uh, these they do not fit well. It's no. not like, like when you're reading Perks of a Wallflower, Perks of Being a Wallflower, and they have that 
books of like that he's told to read. Like, oh, these all fit tonality. Martyrs does not fit tonality. <laughs> but, see, I, I love I love double features like that that don't fit tonality and just yeah. like that have that one element. Yeah, two, two women. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that works. Yeah. Um, review system for today. It's going to be, I think, really easy. We'll see if you agree with me. Low budget movies. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to keep in the horror realm, and I'm going with Friday the 13th, one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's one of the greatest horror movies ever made. I don't put this movie quite at that realm, um, but I want to put it on par because <sighs> Friday the 13th makes me excited for everything that comes after Friday the 13th because it's might not be the best in the series, but it's a great movie, and without that one, I don't have the rest of it. And I look at Tragedy Girls of I'm excited for what everything these people do after this. Okay. It's a really good movie, and I want to see what comes next. Okay. Um, I've got one then based off of kind of that last sentence you just said. Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Because it's like, it's, it's very, they're both very similar in terms of their irreverence and their way that they treat the characters surrounding the, the ones we're watching. And just the absurdity and ridiculousness of it woven together so well. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Final Girls. Um, it's a movie about a bunch of people who get who are regular in real life and get sucked into a Friday the 13th-esque film. Uh, and it was independent, and it made almost no money, but it was very enjoyable to watch. And it was funny because they are aware that they're in the movie. So this one's not quite that funny and cohesive in story because that movie cheats a little. It uses the 90-minute format of a movie in it, uh, inside of a movie. But this one's like, I don't know. Two notches away, I think, from that. I'd I'd flip that. I think this was much better than Final Girls. Really? I did not like. I liked Final Girls. I only liked it. I really liked this one. Interesting. Because I thought Final Girls like here's a great concept. What are you gonna do with it? Not a lot. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think Final Girls had more visual stuff that I had a better budget. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I don't, I, th- I think it was low budget. Uh, it had some stars in it, so I don't know for sure, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the original movie. Oh, low totally budget. low budget. Um, uh, because it was, I, I, I thought about this like at the beginning, especially because Joss Whedon said his original intent was the idea of like, and this is how the show opens, is like the idea of that girl and you think she's the victim and then she flips it on its head and you realize that she's actually the, the badass. And in this, that's how this movie opened is you're like, oh no, she's a victim. And then it was just like, oh, ha, just kidding. You know, <laughs> she's in charge. I thought that was pretty cool. No, just that poor guy gets the machete to the face and survives it. That poor guy. <laughs> Like to Oof. wake up with that headache, mm. call an ambulance. They're on their way. <laughs> Ouch. And then he goes missing forever. There's never yeah, closure yeah, for his yeah. family. This movie's really mean to everyone who isn't the two main characters. Yeah. And that's why I like it. Uh, so that brings today's episode to a close. And we are just about done with our horror movie month. Just about. We have two more coming up, though, and I'm looking them up right now. Um. Oh no, we only have one more. I'm totally wrong. We only have one more week left after this. I can tell calendars, and that's going to be our Secret Santa movie battle, which we've done a number of times. We usually do it around Christmas, but I thought it'd be fun to do it for Halloween this year. So much like our other Secret Santa movies, our Secret Santa battles, it's not really a battle. Uh, we'll all be randomly assigned horror movies around the table, and then we have to try to guess who gave us that horror movie. Uh, I'm, str- I'm struggling to, t- to choose between two very different movies. Well, then so. wait to see who you get. That yeah, might help yeah, you decide. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of why uh, I'm not even yeah. thinking about it until I get the uh, name, and then I will just kind of free think it. Is like, the I- idea, though, to get someone to like something you like, or is the idea to screw someone with something you know they initially would never watch but might open up to? 
Or just to annoy them with a horrible movie. I've done that as well. Chewie did that to me. I gave Chewie Battleship, and she's very upset about that. Yeah, she still hasn't forgiven her. I love Battleship, (laughs) so I thought I was doing something nice. You thought you were doing her solid. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, this movie's really enjoyable. I gave her a Kroll once, and she liked Kroll. (laughs) Kroll is awesome, though. But next week for that episode, we do have a very special guest coming back. Uh, Not special in the way of celebrity or anything like that, but he was the original co-host of After the Hype. So we have Nicholas Friedemann coming back to join us for an episode back when it just used to be me and him in my bedroom on the floor with a Nagra between us trying to make this show work. Oh, yeah. And then he fucked off to Canada to go make video games. But now he's back in L.A. and he's going to join us for free health care and a working democracy. Why would you ever come back? And an attractive. Oh, my God. Very attractive. Yeah. Fucking bullshit country. Come on, man. Uh, but yes, he will be back. He is excited for it. Or at least he told me he was two seconds ago and asked me if he wanted to be on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I could escape. And then the week after that, we're finally going to talk about a movie that I've been waiting to talk about for a long time because I talk about a horror month. I can't wait to watch this horrible garbage. And we're watching Jurassic World Fallen ooh, Kingdom. Pretty bad. I've heard. Hard pass, guys. I watched yeah. it in the theater. Ouch. Yeah. Didn't you watch the first Jurassic World on the back of a like chair on a plane? Yes. Yeah. How would you think it would be better the second time around? Uh, it wasn't my choice. Okay. That, well, make wait. Sense. No, I think I was given some options and I picked it because it's, there's sometimes when you want to watch something stupid and you know it's going to be stupid, but you kind of think maybe it will be fun. Eh. It was, I, you know. I am so excited to watch it based on that review. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but that's it for today. So we should say a big thank you to Beth for coming out. Thank you, Beth. Thanks for having me. Do you have anything you want to plug really quick? No. Perfect. Uh, and I'm going to skip all my plugs. Listen to last week's episode if you want to hear them. Bio I want to go home. Oh, I will let Emily. That's it. That's buy a coat. Buy a coat. Emily. Just Lake any sews. coat. Just go to a oh, just, Goodwill just and buy a coat. Just go to a store and buy a coat. Yeah. Yeah. Buy a coat.com. It's, it's like November-ish now. Just go buy a fucking coat. <laughs> For God's sake, get warm. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.